You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hey, everybody. It's Seth. We have our first sponsor today, and it's a fantastic gentleman named Alex Hillman. Good friend of mine. He released a book earlier this fall called The Tiny MBA, 100 Very Short Lessons About the Long Game of Business. It's all about business and sales and why people buy money and success, branding and marketing, professional decision-making, investments, dealing with your clients. And for those who don't know Alex, he started Indie Hall. I think it's one of the first, or if not the first, co-working spaces in Philly, as well as in the nation, if not the world. This book is fantastic. It is 107 pages full of great knowledge. You can get through it in a half an hour, but you're going to want to go back again and again. You can pick this up at socl.bz slash tinymba. That's socl.bz slash tinymba. I can't put it down. You won't be able to either. Check it out. socl.bz slash tinymba. Thanks, guys, and thanks, Alex, for sponsoring the show. Listen to the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the second season of the Digital Marketing Dive. We're in episode 15, Shannon. 15. I can't believe it. I know, we're cruising, 15, exactly, of the Digital Marketing Dive Podcast. I'm Seth with Goldstein Media. With me, as always, is the amazing, talented, beautiful, awesome, kick-ass. I think I can say that. I might have to put the explicit tag on there. Shen of Diane Business Consulting. I like kick-ass. You can keep that. And I'll my keep book, it. I might have to put the explicit tag on that, but anyhow. <laughs> Shen, you ready to rock? Let's do it. Let's do it. We have one of my favorite colleagues here with us tonight, Mr. Dave Anderson. Hey. Hello, Dave. How are you? Good, good. Excited to be here. Thank you, guys. Good. Yeah, We're absolutely. excited to have you. So, Dave, tell us a little about yourself. Give us okay. your introduction. My name is Dave Anderson. I am coming to you from Indianapolis. Uh, which is where I live in uh, the about to be the center of the basketball universe here with uh, the entire March Madness uh, happening all around us. And so. Um, oh, wow. That's the if, bubble. Are they are they letting fans this year? Uh, I don't know how much they're letting people in. I think it's every venue has got a little different thing, but gotcha. it's, it's insanity. And, and they are letting people into bars and that which. It's amazing how this pandemic went from being something we had to be scared of to, well, now basketball's here. What the heck? But yeah, we're, we've changed all the rules instantly on us. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. But no, but anyway, so Indianapolis, uh, generally the motorsport 
capital of the world, but uh, this month it is Basketball Central, so it's kind of cool to be here. I am a small business owner. My company, Leadstro, we work with folks to help them communicate more effectively, and uh, we do that through a variety of different things, through visual mediums, video, audio, <clears throat> podcasting, whatever it is that you need to do, but it's also focusing on messaging and audience uh um, engagement and who is your audience, where are they, and how do they, what do they want to hear from you? And uh, so that's what I do. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I've worked with Dave on positioning for my audience and whew, he is a wealth of information. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're a pretty easy student because you're really good at what you do too. So that's kind of fun to be able to have uh, somebody who knows their way around, around the world in the digital world. So that's, it's kind of fun. Thank you. So let's hear it. You know my why. I've told you my why as far as business and life and all of that good stuff. What mm -hmm. is your why? What gets you up in the morning? You know, that's a great question. I was thinking of it, as you said, over the prep for this. And, you know, it's it's changed over time. And initially, I just wanted to be able to have something there. I could be the boss or I could be in charge of me. And that didn't work very well because that, at the end of the day, really doesn't do much for you. But what I found is I've got a real passion for entrepreneurs. Being a small business owner, I came out of a corporate environment where I got to learn when I was younger and, and got to do a lot of things. And that was fun. It was a great experience. But when you're down on the, the ground floor with, with the innovation that happens in the entrepreneurial world, it's just so exciting. And then when you see things have success and start to flourish and start to, to really make an impact on other people, to me, that's just what keeps me going. And so I'm, I'm lucky enough to be very close to all my clients. I've got a vested connection with them. And so I get to live kind of vicariously through them, kind of live and die sometimes by what's going on. And to me, there's no better adrenaline and there's no better end of the day feeling when somebody calls up and says, hey, you know, we were able to achieve this thing because of the help you gave us. So to me, that's what does it for me. It's, it's one of those things that it's not for everybody because small business is one of those things that you've either got this little insanity gene or you don't. Right. But, but when you do and you realize that how much innovation and, and you know, look around and, and you would, you'd think that in this world that we're in today that with big business and everything else, but a lot of these things that are huge today were just crazy ideas Right. That a few creative people took off with. And right. I mean, just mm -hmm. the stuff we're on here right now is all somebody's brainchild. And and that's really, really cool. And then when you can take that and you can see this become a platform that you can build out onto mm -hmm. so that what you're doing then empowers other people to do more. That's just to me the coolest thing ever. I love it. I 100% agree. And I think that especially in the turbulent world over 2020, so many good ideas are coming out of that. And it's just a beautiful thing to watch kind of flourish. Well, you know, Shannon, it's interesting because in my world, I started in the audio and video world. So, and, and I started in the corporate audio and video world where it was very expensive to do audio and video. And so everything was very well planned. Everything, you just didn't get into it on a whim because even the cheapest stuff was was difficult to do. Sure. And, and even if you had the gear, it's you still had to have this expertise that was almost mm -hmm. insane. And so all of a sudden in 2007 to about 2009, the whole world changed. And now mm -hmm. anybody who had a computer and at that point a camera, but today it's just a cell phone. And, and you see now these commercials for Android and iPhone where they're filming feature films with these silly little phones. And so that changed the whole world and it changed the way people communicate. It changed an entire generation's ability to communicate 
which is is another challenge that we have today. But um, but I think that's really cool. It opened up the world to ideas that before were hidden. They they even if you had a brilliant idea sitting in Indianapolis, Indiana, unless you had a boatload of money, nobody was going to hear that idea. But today, I mean, look, you and I met on LinkedIn and we were able to yeah. connect and get to know each other. We've been working for, for six, eight months now really closely. And that's right. that's a fantastic opportunity that is is so liberating in the big scheme of things. It's making the world smaller, but it's allowing us to make much better connections and much tighter connections than we ever had. Uh, and it is disruptive. It's a little bit of an equalizer, quite honestly. It brings everyone kind of to level. And I mean, the amount of people that I was able to meet and connect with and build solid relationships with during quarantine, when everything was shut down, was yeah. absolutely stunning. Seth, that's when you and I met as well, right? We, we met. We know we met right before quarantine. But it's just it's an yeah. equalizer. It puts everyone on the same footing, and it's the connections that come from that. Well, the craziness is, is that I would disagree that it's an equalizer. I think okay. it's a filter. The technology equalizes, but what happens and what rises above is the content and the and the value. So if I you like create that. value, it allows you to elevate. And that's scary because there were huge, you know, empires built on the ability to filter the content from the audience. You go back with the little history and you look at, at just the music industry or the film industry, in the mm-hmm. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s and 90s. And and huge organizations were built on the fact that, hey, here I am, this monstrous thing that collects all the money. I make the artist. So the, today, it's like, to heck with it. You don't like it? I'll put it out on YouTube. And, and even the people who are our creative geniuses are distributing things on YouTube and, and on these platforms. So, so they don't have to wait for somebody to finance them. So it's, it's a really cool time and it is disruptive. It, it changes the way people think. And, and in some cases it changes the way that relationships are built and value is, is, is added. So it is one of those things that's unsettling as much as it is at cool and awesome. But, you know, again, I think I'm a big believer in humanity, so I will get through this. It may be uncomfortable, but I think this is ultimately, and then the pandemic has just forced us to accept some of this technology that's been sitting out here yeah. available. And now it's become everyday stuff. And, yeah. and that's really cool to see because you just see the explosion of things that have happened in the virtual world. So I, I could go on and yeah. on. I won't, but it's, I, I just, it's a real passion for me. Yeah. I actually think I've become busier because of zoom and, and i've been busier but more productive because i haven't had to necessarily go be social <laughs> i could network from my seat and do network and do all that stuff i mean i'm dying to get shannon out to philadelphia you know because we've actually never met in person it feels yeah. like i've known her forever but it's, yeah. we haven't met in person it just hasn't happened yet i was and looking at flights today by the way woo. yeah she does travel so that's travel. I know, I know. <laughs> With her mask lately. Which- to that end, I think that's the interesting thing that I'm looking forward to seeing in the next couple of years is how we merge these two things. Because I think everybody is seeing a little Zoom burnout or a little, you know, video burnout. And there is an element of, you know, I got lucky enough. Shannon was traveling through Indy the other day and we had the chance to sit down and, and have a cocktail and get to know each other in person a little better. 
and and so there is a dynamic there that you can't replicate but at the same time it breaks down these barriers ohio pennsylvania indianapolis who cares it's yeah. it's yeah. just a click away so dave and i are working together to put yes, on exactly. this small business event that's coming up very Yay. excited very mm-hmm. excited and so we're really in the throes of that we moved it back from march to april to really let some of those vaccines kind of kick in and because we <laughs> want to have an in-person portion of that and dave talk about why that's important to us yeah, you know, again, that's it's been the interesting thing because I think originally when we came up with this idea last fall, we even looked at January. We said by yeah. surely by January they'll have this figured out, right? Right. Yeah. I think we're going to be sticking for for April as our time, but we do want to have a we want it's going to be a hybrid. We're going to zoom it and, or mm-hmm. or stream it, but we also want to have the personal element of mm-hmm. it. And and our goal is to really talk about just what's happened in this last year we're going to have some people who are going to join us and talk about the impact of business post pandemic. You know, what's Mm -hmm. that mean? And I think, I think that's going to be a topic that's going to be really interesting because I think everybody has a different experience. You know, there, there are some people who life hasn't changed. They go back to work. They're still in their office. There's others who haven't seen their office for over a year. Right. And yeah, well, you know, and And I work from home, but I haven't seen my co-working space in a year and I miss it terribly. Right. Well, and there's, you know, one of the projects I work on, we work with folks who are looking for work and we help them get connected with opportunities. And the truth there is, is that there are now way more remote jobs than there used to be. So our workforce is changing. Yeah, Yeah, it's changing right in front of our eyes. Speaking of time zones, my wife, we're we're Eastern time. She works on Pacific time because her, she's a business manager for a financial firm in San Francisco. It's like she got there in the pandemic. It's well, and you think about it because if she was trying to live in San Francisco, the price to live in downtown San Francisco versus where you live in Pennsylvania, I would bet that there's a significant, if not exponential price difference. And so, but the other thing that we're seeing that's interesting, we've had um, a couple of folks that have gone through our program. We had one guy who was hired by a company in a small part of, of Indiana here called Warsaw, Indiana, which you've probably never heard of. There's a giant, you know, bio tech firm that's up there. They're, they're famous. Yeah. I won't use the name just because we're, we're public, but they have never hired anybody that wouldn't come and, and work in their space. But their space is maybe 15, 20,000 people in a small city and a good hour from any major city, two hours mm-hmm. from Indianapolis. So you think about what it was like to get talent to go there and to commit to 10 years in this small little town in Indiana. And all of a sudden they decided with the pandemic, no, we can look at a remote opportunity and now they've had the ability to expand because they're a global international bandwidth. company yeah the bandwidth is going off <laughs> can you imagine what this would have been like back we we all we'll go back and read about a book called the content uh, marketing revolution i had to read the book over there by matt sweezy it just came out last year during the pandemic and you know, they, everyone talks about 2000, 2009 is when everyone one thing went from a limited marketing to infinite marketing where everyone could have their own voice. Well, that, but that was, that was the big thing is that we went from the internet being static to 2.0 where now you can interact, which is the. That brings up a great point, right? So now we all have the ability to do it and businesses are out there and individuals are out there and there's so much. Dave, how are you seeing, what are best practices to really stand above that fray? And what are the worst practices? What are the worst things that people can do when they're trying to get that message out there? I think the answer to that question is you got to know your business. 
and you got to know your business really, really well. And for me, my business, while what I do, there's a lot of people that do some kind of the stuff like I do. I only need half a dozen really good clients that are there on a regular basis because that's how my business is built. Sure. So I offer a different value in terms of how I market myself, in terms of how I engage with people, in terms of what type of products that I offer than somebody who is more of an agency who might have six or seven people like me running around that has to challenge that. And, and so I have to be a sphere of influence in the right way for those people that need to engage me on my level. But if my business shifted, which it could shift in an instant, right? I could get two Mm -hmm. or three new clients in and now I'm hiring somebody to come in. And, but now my entire business chucker, and this is similar, I think, Shannon, to what we've talked about with you is that you've undergone some changes there and it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. You, You have a whole different strategy. You have a whole different things. And what I see a lot of people doing is, trying to apply their old strategy, their, their old strategy to this new business model right. and, um, and not thinking through the possibilities there. What, what can happen there is not only can it be difficult to, to create that, but you in some cases can lose your entire market share to somebody who says, oh, wow, look what those guys used to do and look what's possible now. And let's just go at it and look at this a little bit differently. And that can have that impact. And so you know, to me, I'm a big advocate for my clients of sitting down and really looking at your business model, figuring out, you know, what it is that not only your clients, but your community, the community that supports you needs from you. And how do you position yourself to best fulfill that? And when you do that really well, I think regardless of what the answer is, or what the strategy is, if you can do that really well, you're going to be in, a, in the best spot to be successful. I completely agree. And Seth and I actually had this discussion a few weeks ago mm-hmm. on the live that, you know, was then turned into the podcast. But it's yeah. one of those things when I ask a client, who is your target market? Instantly, that whole, well, we'll help anyone. And well, we don't I want could... to turn anyone away. Right. Totally understand. Totally get it. Yes. If someone's willing to write you a check and it's a good fit, by God, take the money. Right. And, and mm-hmm. serve that client. But when we're talking about putting language behind and putting a marketing plan out there and putting content out there, we have to speak to the people that we want to sell our services to. Because Mm -hmm. when I say something, it's totally different to a 20-year-old than it is the way a 60-year-old interprets it. Or a small business owner who is making $100,000 a year versus a, a business owner who's making $10 million a year, right? There's differences and we have to speak to the audience that we're ideally wanting to attract. And know your value. I mean, look, yeah. every every convenience store on every corner in America sells a cup of coffee. Yeah. And yet how many people get up and drive across town to spend 10 bucks on a, a cup of Starbucks every right. morning? Right. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'll stop there before I say something really stupid. But <laughs> but my point is, is that there is it's more than the cup of coffee. If you're looking at your value proposition as a cup of coffee, you're not going to make it in Starbucks world no. because Starbucks is selling an experience. They understand their audience. They understand who they are down to what do they like to listen to? So I'll put that CD or I'll put that poster on the, at the experience. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's and and more and more our businesses are becoming the experience that our our customers, our our tribe, if you will, are looking for. And and mm-hmm. so if you 
and, and this is a real challenge for the people who kind of like me have a little gray in their hair and are business owners and grew up in a world where that wasn't a concern because you hired a marketing firm to create a, an image of you and an avatar. And that's what you did. And today it's mm -hmm. way more of being able to actually have create that experience that people look for. And, and that might be an experience. Again, it might be an experience of a very low cost, high efficiency product, or it might be the experience of a luxury, you know, product or, or, or service. And it doesn't really matter what it is, as long as you know what it is and what you're trying to deliver is what your, your audience wants. Absolutely. It is also fantastic. challenging for someone like me who does not like to learn new technology. We're trying this, we're trying that, we're trying that. <laughs> I am constantly getting an email from him. And the thing is, he's awesome at this stuff, but it stresses me out. I'm very good at stressing people out. <laughs> Let's take a really quick break and talk about because you guys are going to do this event and everyone yeah. should go out and buy some Breezy Masks, our sponsor. Yeah. yeah, the link's in the show notes, but they have silver nano protected, breathable, and lightweight, fog free masks. They have the exchange, which is five layers of protection. And then there's a sport, which is a little bit more breathable. Check out the link in the show notes. Back to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, look, we really encourage everybody that comes to our event to breathe and breathe often. And having a mask is still probably the best thing that you can possibly do. So that's that's so a you can continue to breathe. That's yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and breathe without the encumbrance of things like COVID in your lungs to to create problems yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please wear a mask if you go in person. Yeah, I no, we will still be mad. I think it's still going to be Yeah, it'll still be. Oh, we will still be wearing masks and we will still be doing all the things that we want to. But we want to we want to do that so that we can get everybody who's comfortable to come out and experience as much of the live experience as possible. And for those who are not, which we totally understand, we're going to have an online Absolutely. opportunity for them. Yeah. All right, That's Dave. Awesome. So I this may be a curveball. I'm not sure that I put this Ooh. in the email. <laughs> I'm ready. Bring it on. What resources, apps, books that you're reading, whatever, what are you finding the most use out of right now as far as building your business? Anything good? Um, that is a good question. I will tell you that's interesting and it's not recent, but I, I'm a big Audible subscriber. So I will be honest yeah. in, in full disclosure, I'm going through the second version of the 50-hour history of the civil war right now so i'm, I'm oh man that's in my own heart yeah no i'm i, I want to come out to your place and do a little bit of uh I, love gettysburg. I, used, I used to work out in gettysburg i used to work for a newspaper on gettysburg every week it gets a little old no pun intended yeah no, I, every single weekend because there's not much else out there to do and go to gettysburg and walk yep. on the battlefield like it's sort of like it's, 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 officially it becomes a field yeah yeah no i i we <laughs> I, the first time I came by was on a trip back home from a conference where my buddy and I, we just said, hey, we're going right through Gettysburg. Let's stop because you have no idea where well, you've heard about this all your life. If you studied it's it. A, then... it's, a, it's a really cool battle. They've done a really good job of that battlefield. Yeah. And 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 to put yourself back there. But anyway, we won't go back into the Civil War. But my point is, I you know, I, I do use Audible and I do love to to listen to books. So if I'm in my car and do that, I like to do that. I will say that for me. The one thing that changed my whole 
Perception is the book Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know Gary tends to be one of those guys that you either love or hate and, and a lot of people <laughs> hear him. But go back to that original, go back to that original concept of and, and you know, the core of it is be true to your audience, understand mm-hmm. the value of building an audience. That's that's the thing yeah. is is there's so many folks that are afraid to be content creators today. And I just fear for them because if you're not out there in the arena, it's going to be difficult. But beyond that, I love guys like Seth Godin and anything that I can put my ears on that that kind of expands my head like that. Yeah, I love Gary, Gary's audio books are literally DD, in my opinion, because he reads them and he goes on massive tangents. <laughs> well, to me, that was worth the price. And No, that's the reason why I buy them because you're not just getting it with Gary. It's you're like not a two for a, one. You're not getting a book. You're getting yeah. Gary. That's right. <laughs> and I actually, and I actually met him in person in New York last year before the pandemic. I was at a conference that he spoke at, and I got the I got the Crush It book signed and all that. And I said to him, I said, "I love your audiobook." He's like, "Really?" And he said, "I said, you sound surprised." He's like, you know, "Most people are like, it's a little too me." And I'm like, well, "That's what I liked about it because it, it was like a full full blown experience." Yeah. Well, I've he had. Was hilarious. I had a, a friend of mine who had read the book, and I told her, I said, you know, you really ought to, you really ought to get the audio because there's so much more in it. Sure. And not oh. that I even read the book, but I just knew how much he went off script. And she was like, oh, oh he, he's a little too much for me. To, according to Gary, he said that um, he drove the, the audio engineers nuts. <laughs> I, being an audio engineer and at one point in my life, I can imagine that. Like stick to the script. Because <laughs> that's what you're doing is you're sitting here trying to listen and you're writing a script and then he's off in tangent land. But Oh, I love Gary. Yeah, no, he's uh, and he was one of those first guys to get it. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that I really yeah. think he was one of the the first. And there's so much now that people understand about that, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> he put it really effectively into my head in, in terms of understanding that look, you gotta you gotta be true to your audience. There is an audience out there for just about everything, and mm-hmm. if you find that. Um, you can leverage it. And it's a real challenge. Again, I, I get in this generation gap, but there's a generation for those of us who are probably 40 and over. We were we were raised sitting down in front of a TV and watching what the cable provider gave us. Mm-hmm. And today that's not okay. how and now that's I remember not how, for the remote. That's all I am. <clears throat> right. Well, I remember back in the day where you had to sit a foot in front of it. Your parents were like, sit back. Your eyes are going to go bad. And because <laughs> you were just turning the knob. But the truth is today, it's like with YouTube. And for those people, I had a client of mine the other day. It's like, well, I don't get this podcasting stuff. It's like, have you ever listened? He goes, no. Okay. Well, I get why you don't get it then. Because it's it's once you experience it, once you sit down and you say, hey, listen, you know, I'm a big Beatles fan. I'd love to see the Shea Stadium gig. Well, guess what? Two clicks on YouTube, you can watch the Beatles and Shea Stadium in HD. You know, yeah. or if you want to watch the Faces, which I watched the other day, watch Ronnie Wood back in 1972 playing guitar with Rod. Uh, Rod, uh, what's his name? Anyway, uh, anyway, it's you. You can see almost anything you want. Every, everything's to. a click away, and then with yeah, all the work is even you can go back and watch read old Bite magazines and stuff. Right. And, and, and it's, and that's, so the, the downside of that is we lose the common experience, right? We mm-hmm. we lose the must see TV. I mean, everybody watched friends back in the, in the nineties or Seinfeld and you to go in and you still say, watch friends by the way. Yeah. Well, of course you do. <laughs> love it. Love it. Joey Absolutely. never gets old, right? I know, he, 
he was blessed because not everybody on that show is has the same. There no, are a few that, that went downhill. A it's bit. not going to be a Joey show, but the thing about him is that he is very intelligent. And yeah. He's a very talented actor, and the guy doesn't age. He gets gray, and that's about it. Yeah. But you think about how iconic those guys were. You think yeah. about that. I mean, that and Seinfeld, which happened about the same time. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's amazing. And and we all, you know, we all had that. It's not you, it's me. We all had the, you know, you said that and everybody in the whole generation went, oh yeah, I understand that. And, <laughs> but yet today we're, we're, we're so spread out. So that's a big change. And that's, that's a big you know, I have a, a a younger daughter and she's really into indie music and it's really cool because I, I like music myself and I'm a musician and but she comes up with stuff. It's like, where did you find that? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I was on Reddit and and what this guy oh, right. I really like was talking about this band he's listening to. And I went over to their Web page and they were talking about this and I listened to it. And now I've downloaded all their stuff. And you're like, wow, that's oh, cool. my, my eight year old blows my mind. He's eight. I'm like, dude, you're eight. <laughs> And he's like, he's smarter than me already. I'm like, dude. Uh, well, yeah, that's the part that, you know, there, there is a point at some point where you can get, you get proud of that, but not when yeah. they're eight. Cause I'm at not, eight, I'm they're showing yet. you I'm out. By, by the time they go out to college, you can just brag about them. But, but yeah, when they're eight, you're kind of like, you're making me look bad here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, dude, I still, I'm still no more than you do. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Well, Dave, you are a stereotypical entrepreneur. You've got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Share mm-hmm. with us what are you what are you having the most successful in the most success in right now? That's a great question. I mean, I do have basically three little divisions of my company that does everything from uh, helping churches live stream to doing the communication consulting to helping folks find their next job. And and it's it it's kind of weird. I have a Venn chart here that shows you how it all makes sense. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's no it it is uh, cool and 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 I. I like it all. I think the part that I'm really excited about, though, is what we're seeing is this podcasting stuff like what you guys are doing now um, is starting to become a lot more accessible to people because Zoom gives you this platform and StreamYard and the, these types of tools where you don't need to invest in thousands of dollars of equipment. Oh, it's and, brilliant. And, and the beauty of doing it live is that you can have these kind of really cool conversations that yeah. add a ton of value. And what do we have? Webcams and microphones. And, and, and so you're really reducing it down to the lowest level of, of just good stuff. So if people listen to us and think it's bladder, they'll tune out. But if they like it, you can create all sorts of opportunity for yourself. So I just I think that's really cool. And, and I become a real advocate of that for for folks to really give it a shot. Absolutely. Just try it out. I mean, if you suck, you're only going to get better. Well, well you have it. You have a whole cool program around launching a podcast and and making that stick, which I I love. So tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. well, what what we tried to do is to say, look, you know, we are not early adapters, or I've been an early adapter, but there are people who like to live on that cutting edge. I tend to try to live on the first the the first rung back from that, which is, hey, listen, how it's do not I exactly me who's like, oh, new toy. <laughs> well, I like the new toys yes. too, but the the problem you run into is it's like again it's it's that same reaction that I was telling you I got from one of my buddies. He's like, 
nah, I don't ever listen to it. I don't know why it would be value. And so part of that is to say, look, I, I read an article somewhere that was talking about how if you compared podcasting today to what blogging was in 2009, it's about equivalent because there are so many, there were about as many podcasts out there today, which there's a lot of, as there were blogs in 2009. But you think about the impact of what blogs had in terms of, of influence sharing and creating brands for people. Now podcasting adds that plus the visual and audio element of it, because I would include this as a podcast type of a piece, whether it's a broadcast or that. So oh, it's totally going to be a podcast. Yeah, it totally gets repackaged. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's what we do is we put these kind of things. We teach people how to put something like this together. And it starts with coming up with the concept. And what you guys have done is grabbed the cool part of that prospect is that instead of sitting here and trying to monologue, what you guys are doing is have have a nice, engaging banter, but you can share ideas through that back and forth. And that has been the piece that I've seen has been the biggest barrier to entry because for the average business owner to sit down and turn the red light of a camera on and say, now talk, that's that's a tall mountain. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get is that, oh, you're in the headlight. Or they start talking like this. And it's like, you don't normally talk like that. Just talk. Yeah, or it's, I've got to read my script here. How can I, you know, and, and yeah, so what, the screen. Yeah. what, what you... What you end up wanting to do then is simplify that. So it's, look, let's just have a conversation. Let's talk about something interesting. We'll get that under. And then on top of that, working with people like Shannon, who can say, all right, let's push this out onto LinkedIn. Let's take it out to a place where we can we can find an audience or start building an audience for you. And, and all of a sudden you have instant impact and you have a, an instant community that starts building around you. I don't know how else you can, and, and you really haven't invested a ton of money at that point to get something that can do. And then our package, we take it and and if we're recording it on a Zoom or a StreamYard, we'll then cut it up into individual chunks, throw it on YouTube. So you get kind of all the goodness of mm -hmm. all these different platforms coming together. And, and that really creates a huge opportunity that otherwise would be kind of sitting there silent. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's what we're doing is we're kind of a proof of concept group that comes up, uh, learns how to do it, and then shows you how to do it and get you started. And and for a lot of our clients, they work with us for six, eight months, a year, and then they're on to a, a bigger group or they kind of settle in and say, okay, we've tried that. It wasn't the perfect fit for us, but we didn't go broke doing it. And and we got some good content and, and we're mm -hmm. happy with that. Oftentimes I, I find that people just have to literally bite the Bite, you know, bite the bullet. They have to kind of sit down and, and just be awkward a few times. I mean, I've been podcasting since 2010, and I'm still awkward on this on these damn shows. But you know what the point is, so Seth, is it in a lot of cases, people like that awkwardness. Yeah. People people get into and you will find it is you know, if you want to be slick now, uh, there are some, you're absolutely right. I will say from a, you know, I do a lot of videos and they're very spontaneous. They're not edited at all. That kind of thing. Some of the ones that I get the best engagement on and people connect with the most are the ones that I make mistakes in the middle of saying something, or I say something in an awkward way, or I say something ridiculous and then go back and like, no, that's, that's not what I want, right? It's that connection. And I think that we're in a time right now that people are valuing connection and authenticity over professionalism or not necessarily professionalism, but 
looking like we've got it all together. Ironically, in the same day and age where everyone uses a filter for all of their pictures. I can't quite put those two together, but I think that that's where we are right now. And so business owners who address that and who are comfortable being in front of a camera authentically are the ones who are really making gains. Yeah. So that's, you know, so there, everyone go to the show notes, check out Shannon and Dave's event. Dave, how can our, our small business owners, leaders, founders, how can they find you? Uh, Leadster.com is probably the best way to do that. And our website outlines what we have. We got some videos there that we put out and you can contact me at DTA at Leadster.com. We like working with small business owners. So we're, we're happy to sit down and talk. If you go on the website, you can book time with me for free to just kind of go through and, and crank your ideas through. And, and I'm happy to do that. I really you know, appreciate you guys having me on and getting a chance to chat with y'all. Absolutely. This has been great. And I 100% give my approval for Dave, small business owners. If you want to move forward in a podcast or your image or whatever that looks like for you, or if you're looking for a job and and want some support in that, Dave's the guy Mm -hmm. to talk to. Absolutely. Shannon, this is always a blast. Dave, great to meet you. You just got yourself a new fan. So, (laughs) well, cool, man. We'll have to do this again. It's always fun. We want to thank Breezy Masks, of course, Alex Hillman. Also, who is at the top of the show that was not on the stream, but will be in the podcast part of this, of the Tiny MBA. Check out that book as well. Review us on the podcast, Director of Your Choice. Apple Podcasts is kind of like the elephant in the room there, but there's also Podchaser, which ha- has doing some interesting stuff over there. Reach out to us, as you can see down there, midway through the show, I put up the hello at digitalmarketing.com. Go to dmd.fm. That pretty much gives you a, a list of every everywhere we're online. And also, <laughs> big news, we do have a community now. I invited Dave to it as well, where you guys can all come in and talk about digital marketing, ask for some help here and there. You can go to community.dmd.fm. That's community.dmd.fm. We just, I literally just spun that up yesterday. My goal is to get all the guests on there, past, current, and future in there. And this create a nice community around our, our little podcast and stuff. We're going to probably put a, a monthly newsletter as well. Well, this has been great, Dave. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, you're amazing. Yes, and we'll have to have you back on and report back on how the whole event went after the 23rd of April. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. See ya. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.